0: So Kelsey, I wanna I wanna go back to something you said because it's almost like mirrored trauma. And so it's this thing that Milton beats me about all the time. That's about saving my money. And so my family has this joke that I'm the cash queen because I hold on to cash. Milton despises savings. Um, now, now I am only giving this. I am only saying this if you're in the position to actually do it. Because some people even just starting with budgeting, you don't have the additional income or you haven't found the hole to even begin to even think about saving or investing. But um, for those who, who are in position or can't, uh, they have the extra resources, um, cause Kelsey was like, you know, it came from, you know, uh, trauma of lack and, and that's where mine came from. Um, so, but I am half and half. I do also invest my money, but I do save a lot of my money. And so and if you can like jump in on that and I, I, am like tears right now. <laughs> I don't even ask him to talk about it because it's trauma for me.
1: Um, so I hate savings accounts hate <laughs> savings accounts. Savings accounts, and I don't want to offend anybody here, but savings accounts for poor people. Poor people saved. And, and I'm going to give you a story on my life to show you savings accounts are horrible. Here's the story. 1995, I graduated from Oak County High School. And they give you a little yearbook, and in the yearbook you write down. It's a part of the our yearbook where you could write down the cost of different items at the time you graduate. So I don't know. I guess I was running around doing a lot of working, so I wrote down gasoline. And gasoline at that time was one o one. So at graduation I got about four, maybe four hundred bucks, right? So let's say I took a hundred dollars, keep it one hundred. I took $100 <laughs> and I bought a gallon of gas. I could buy 100 gallons of gas pretty much, right? At a dollar at 101. So stay with me here in the story. So, in a savings account, let's because that's the, the objective, I'm going to buy 100 gallons of gas. So, in 1995, Dumb Milton goes into my savings account and I put it in the savings. Smart Milton is beside him and he goes and puts it in the s&p 500 and anybody that doesn't know what the s&p 500 is all it is is 500 stocks of the best companies in america and you invest and you invest in those 500 all you got to do is pay into it and you're into the 500. so smart milton puts the same 100 in the s&p 500. let's fast forward to this podcast i go to my dumb milton Let's go to the savings account. It's one hundred and twenty-nine dollars now because of the interest rate that they give you for savings accounts. Remember my goal: hundred gallons of gas. Now I take the one twenty-nine because I made money, right? I'm saving. I made money. I take the one hundred and twenty-nine dollars and I go to Durham gas station. I get forty-nine gallons of gas. and ninety-five. I could get 100 but today in my savings account 49 gallons of gas now smart mill s p 500 haven't touched it haven't added to it it's one thousand two hundred and fifty-nine dollars today i didn't add to it i didn't do anything to it how many gallons of gas can i buy you're talking maybe three four hundred gallons That's why savings is for poor people. Because what I could buy 95, I can't even buy today with the same money. Savings, poor people. Don't put money in the savings. Open a checking account. And that's step four, invest. As you see, none of the steps say save. Do not save. We're not going to get there saving. You're going to get 49 gallons of gas.
2: You start saving okay let me i gotta interject (laughs) (laughs) you gotta walk this through baby this is 180 degrees different than what most people hear save your money right but we also know it's coming from a generation of people who experienced different things than what we're currently experiencing and so I just started saving, right? It barely used to be money in my checking account unless it was payday, you know, by the end of the week after paying bills, I'm like, all right, pay bills. Let me do something for me, right? So the money is stuff for the checking account. We're gonna eat, we're gonna buy some clothes, we're gonna take a trip, we're gonna do whatever. And so there was never really money in my savings account until recently. But now the money is there and now Milton is telling me that I'm poor because I'm saving my money but I actually feel like I'm rich because I got money in a bank that I didn't used to have. <laughs> if something happened, if I needed to get a, something with my car done, I had to figure out if I was going to swipe it or what, I, what was I going to do. And so I feel safe. There's a security blanket that there is money in the bank if I need it that I can have access to it. So How do you help us who are just now getting into the savings? Because all we hear about finances is not what you're telling us. And from big names, right? So how do you get us to shift our mindset and really identify bad information? Because there's lots of different sources of finances of folks who, who are telling us these things. So how do I trust your you know, savings for, for poor people because I felt poor when I didn't have savings
0: so I'll say for real, just for me because I'm, I'm the one that catches all this heat, so I still have a lot of savings oh however, I did begin to put money into um, into the, what, what do you call it I forgot about it now
1: brokerage account.
0: Yeah, my brokerage account. And I think my current bank and my savings account, I might every once in a while, I'll see I earned a a dollar or 79 cents or whatever. And so um, one of the stocks, my younger brother told me to invest in, I think I put like $80 in there um, last September or October. Today I've earned, I've gotten a total return of about $400 on that $80 that I still would not have not even 50 cents on had it remained in my savings account. And so for for me, being able to see that in real time, because it doesn't even have to be, because I understand the hesitation with it, because I have the same hesitations, like, well, if I put my money in there, i lose it all. Or, you know, the market crash. I have these arguments with me all the time. But actually being able to see my money grow in a few months versus the same amount of money. Because I started saving my actual savings like four or five years ago and I have not seen a huge return on it. It's just there. So once I spend, you know, $2,000, that $2,000 is just spent versus like a few months ago and preparing for my house that I, I just bought, I was able to cash out. I was able to sell the excess of what I earned over what I had actually invested to buy certain things that I wanted to buy. And it didn't affect my savings. It didn't affect my checking. It didn't affect anything. And I didn't do anything for it other than just set it in this brokerage account. So Kelsey, I think you had something to say.
3: Yes, so I'm not for. To be clear, I'm a rich bitch. I am very rich. <laughs> trump checks (laughs) i'm cashing trump checks baby i am rich (laughs) but um i will say i was i need to see my money because i can stack it baby i can stack it to the ceiling now what it does for me is nothing at this moment because i do not i did not have the knowledge of how investing works like most black people. Um, and it wasn't until I started feeling the pressure of what my money's not working for me until the pandemic hit when everyone started learning about investing. I'm like, well, where the hell was I when this lesson happened? Well, the problem is the lesson never happened. This is something that people just kind of figured out. And I, I found out about, you know, uh, investments account, investment accounts, but because of the gamble, I was, I'm not, I'm I'm not a gambler, so I don't know how it works. Um, so people understanding and knowing how that works, I think is a, another conversation in itself. Uh, but I don't think that savings is all bad because you need some sort, I believe that you always need some form of liquid cash in case you have to, you know, get your hands on it. So for me, what I'm moving towards now, um, as I go through, I, as I've gone through multiple um, budget trainings and things like that, and I, I have not seen the keep it 100, so I'm definitely taking that holler at me, Milton. Um, but one thing that Dave Ramsey and Susie Orman and Tiffany both said was that you need to have your at least three to six months of your house, like your daily living expenses saved up, and anything in excess over that then begin to invest. And I believe for me and my trauma, how that works. I probably will do that before I feel comfortable enough to take that access to say, this is what I can play with. Because essentially how I view investing is you don't know what that market is going to do. This is play money. This is money that if you need, it's almost like loaning money out. It's not money that you can afford. If you can't afford to lose it, you don't, you don't loan it out. Right. Because in the market, is something were to happen. For example, everybody is on cryptocurrency. I don't know what the hell cryptocurrency is, so I'm not going to invest in it. And people will say, oh, you crazy. Well, the first rule to invest in what I've read so far is you don't invest in what you don't know and don't understand. I don't know cryptocurrency, don't understand it, so therefore I'm not gonna invest in it. What I do know I'm gonna invest in is life insurance (laughs) because everybody gonna die. And what I've noticed is that black people don't like to have that crucial conversation and with Lil Ray Ray going the glory because he got here gang banging we got to do a GoFundMe and a couple of fish fries to put them in the ground so one thing I did know we'll find out is that through an investment of buying a life insurance policy on someone and paying for a certain amount of years I was able to borrow off of that that policy to get money for my down payment for my home Like those are things that they don't teach you. There are different forms of investing, Um, but I'm not poor because I save my money, (laughs) but just knowing what to invest in. So don't risk it all and just say, I'm going to take everything I have and throw it into the market. If you don't understand it, investing, you have to take the time to study and not just go by hearsay because it will leave you up. Dish creek, um, And, you know, especially with Robinhood, Acorn and things like that. Um, but investing through a brokerage firm, I have not done that. So Milton, I'm going to tap you on that. <laughs> um, but just evolving and building a portfolio. People talk about portfolios, but do they know access or how to read it or what that looks like, how to make it work for them? So, My question for you is, where does someone like me, who's a rich bitch, <laughs> through savings, start when it comes to investing. Where I mean, when I say, where do I start? I mean, scratch. Y'all remember the episode on Mar- on Martin when he went to the DMV and he was like, oh, you got to start from scratch. And it was a sign above his head that says start from scratch. That's me. She, me, them, her, all of that. I need to know in the beginning, what do I need to start reading? What should I look for? Who are some of the top three companies I can invest in? Because I don't want to do the work. I don't want to be on a Robinhood app watching the ticker because I, I'm not quick with math like that. So how do I how do I find somebody I trust? What am I looking for when I'm betting these people? Tell me where to begin.
1: Okay, so um, it was a lot to unpack. Listen to my sister and you talk, but um, I want get, to get this plug before I answer the question. It's amazing to me how I just went over the example of gasoline and showed you how your money is losing money. But immediately we say, I don't want to lose my money. The savings account is losing your money. Like you are losing your money right now and it's a little word, you can Google it, inflation. Bread don't cost the same thing it costs in 95. Gasoline cars don't cost. So if you're not getting a return on your money, you're losing money. So all these stacks, 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 it's losing money. You just see a number, but it's really not that number. Remember in 95, it was a hundred gallons of gas. It's not 100 today. So I want you guys to start thinking, Susie and all, emergency fund, we're not in a position. Invest. You mean like $1,500 in savings, that's it. And I don't even wanna put that in there. 200 bucks, really. I'm I'm telling you, like, stop, (laughs) save, like, look at me. Do not save another penny. Invest. Open a brokerage account, so where do we start? A brokerage account. It's just think about it like when you go to Bank of America and open a bank, mm-hmm. they have a they have a guy who handles investments. And they call it brokerage, Fidelity, Robinhood, which I don't like, but Robinhood nevertheless.
0: I use Robinhood, Public, and Public, uh, and Fidelity, Scott
1: Trade, uh, Vanguard. All these places are banks ready for you to open up a brokerage account so you can start investing. So let's talk a little bit about it right with everything you know there's risk so i don't personally like going to buy amazon because i don't know what might happen to amazon but i would like to buy stocks that are in groups etfs that have a bunch of companies in there so when i invest i'm in 500 300 companies at one time so i'm protected and because i'm more diverse in terms of what i'm investing in and so that's what i love i like buying an industry I'll buy the energy industry. I won't go buy Texaco or BP, but I'll buy the industry. And so what essentially happened, you guys, just to talk about energy, the fund was selling around 50 bucks, 50, 60 bucks. So I was trading it up 40 to 50, 60, and I was getting in and out, and then I stayed out of energy for a minute. COVID hit. The fund went to $7. So I went and hit it at seven we're talking about 25 dollars. so imagine whatever you put in there you've almost doubled so i'm saying like when you follow and that's an industry we're not talking about one company when the whole industry is doing something you know you can name it what industry just went down airlines that industry went down so you know people are going to get back on the plane and you could have bought that for pennies on the dollar um, another thing just to get off and then to get back to the question, but I love this stuff, right? Tanger outlets, Tanger outlets, which I didn't realize was a real estate company because all they do is lease out the building. So what I read at COVID, they, they traded, it was trading around 30, $40. They were five bucks, five bucks a share at COVID. So think through that, right? Five bucks. She's trading that forty. So I went and hit it my about five or six bucks. I was sending emails to my sister every day. Tandra outlets, Tanger outlets. What I read about Tandra was the lease they were still getting during COVID. Eighty percent, eighty-five percent of the lease payments they were still collecting during COVID. Eighty-five percent. So you know when it come back and everybody ready to go shopping, they're gonna get they're gonna get more. You know we get back maybe to the ninety or whatever percent they had in terms of their lease payments from five to, I think it went up to 20, I sold, and then now was back down to like $15, $16. So you're talking about tripling your money. So you tell me how investing is not the thing to do. Why do you have a penny in savings now? During this same time from COVID to now, in the savings account, how much did you make? On 10 grand, on 20 grand, how much did you make? Maybe four bucks. (laughs) So, so you're losing money. I'm telling you, Riley. So, you, I can't afford to lose my money. Then get it out the savings account. And so I remember what I said earlier. It's a fundamental change. It's totally different than what you've always done. And this is how we get to the other side. This is how we get to 188,000 network million dollar network my goal 2.5 million dollar network by 55 that's my goal and i'm not going to get there saving so to answer the question broker's account fidelity Robinhood, public you just sign up hey drop 20 bucks yeah. just get just just get started
2: and watch what happens
0: I'm sorry. Pearls of girls. Come
2: on. <laughs> it is. It's It's true now because I, when the pandemic hit in 2020, I did start putting money. So I had like $1,200 in the stocks and I had made a total of like $2,000 in a very short period of time. And I was just putting, you know, $20 here, $60 okay. here. And it does work. And so I, it made me really excited because it was a game. It was like, let me see how much money <laughs> I can make today. If I keep putting money in, you know, I'm going to see a significant return. And like uh, others have mentioned, you, you cash out. You get the money you put in and the money that you made. And to me, I was like, this got to be a scam because where this money coming from? Who is giving me this money? Right? And it was like, I was thinking about like just the general distrust that black folks have for banks. And so if you just want like a little brief history lesson, uh, when Abraham Lincoln helped establish the Freedmen's Bank, right? Seven years later, that bank failed. Um, And so what happened during the period of time, when the bank was actually functioning, have over a hundred thousand accounts. It allowed black people to start businesses, to buy real estate, to do all of these things that would have set us up today, 147 years later, to probably not have the racial um, equity wealth gap that really exists. And so, because so many people lost all the money they had. Like they were putting in deposits of like 60 cents and getting a return of a dollar on those deposits back then. And so they lost their money. And it's like, don't trust banks. Don't put your money in the bank. <laughs> and put it in a mattress. <laughs> do you know? Do something, and then you have the, the depression. do You have the stock market crashing. People losing everything that they have. And so, black folks historically just have this distrust when it comes to money. So earlier, I think someone said, "Cash is king." That's that's what people say. I'm like, I need to be able to see my money. Don't trust folks with the money. Because you don't know what's gonna to happen to it. So I do think what Milton's saying is a fundamental shift in the way we see money and our relationship to money is super critical because intellectually, everything Milton has said makes sense. It
3: makes per- it makes perfect sense. Um, uh, in a sense where um again, I'm working through this childhood trauma. So there will be some money in that savings account. Um, but I'm also going to. <laughs> But, I, but i'm also but i'm working <laughs> on it and getting the investment piece in place um but to back up where there are different not just the average savings account but like money markets um and millennials learn about iras and how to because i you know there, there are different things the, the key to winning and your network one thing we can't hang around each other when it, com- we, when it comes to money conversations broaden your horizons get in spaces with people who have more than you so you can see the conversations that they're having because we function from where we see right and if i see forelli got on the new the newest fendi prints and i'm like oh girl you look good where we get those from but you know we we function about what we see that's just that's just our generational dichotomy how we work um but with our counterparts um they they start at a very very young age with teaching their children about money we don't learn about money until our adulthood when we have money to when they think we have money to mess over and start over with so i don't think the conversation for investing ever came up so that whole thing of look at the stock market you know we've been black folks been operating out of fear for a very long time goes back to biblical days and slavery Um, so it's just that shift of why we think that we're gonna lose it, and there are some people like when you think about a functioning, well, a drug addict, they think if it's if I'm a, if I'm gonna spend the money, I'm gonna spend it on what I want to want to spend it on, right? So if it is, that I want my money to, there to sit and not make money. At least I know where it's at because that's what I want to do with it. But not understanding that the likelihood that the stock market might crash again, not highly likely like it was back in the day um but just doing your research and getting started um and not following what people are saying because it happens that way
1: i really want to jump in on a lot of your points right and and i don't want to get lost so help me out here man but first thing why don't we change mindset you just said something that i love you said we oh where did you get that from where did you where you buy this oh i got this at target oh i oh i can't stop getting off amazon we are natural, naturally born hustlers. So think through that for a minute. Everything that your friends are saying that they're getting from is the stock you need to be in. I guarantee it. I just gave you, I just told you that. Five years, five years in Apple, 500%. We got the game on lock. We just need to change mindset and say, instead of going to the store to pick up that Apple phone, I'm going to go to the brokerage and buy Apple. We know where the money is flowing because we're flowing the money. We have the inside scoop. We just don't understand the other side of the coin. And so-
3: that's what And that's what goes back to my point of approving more people into your circle for those conversations, right? Because if it's me and really hanging out and I like what he sees but he's not having a conversation about those stops, I don't know to go there. So again, it goes back into, no, people just think that investment, like now it's becoming a new thing to us, just to us, right? We're the ones who are making the white people rich by buying this stuff. So now when, you know, it's the internet tracking, it's the things that we see because they know that we're the consumers, but we don't know the backside of it. So if it, if it wasn't that, Kendra didn't introduce me to this circle. I would have never known about the Miltons' Keep It 100 plan. I would have only known about Susie Ormy. I would have only known about Dave Ramsey. I would have only known about the Black girl, Tiffany, because those are the circles. I, it, it's about where I put myself. These aren't these aren't casual conversations that we just have. My casual conversation is, Milton, I love that Shaw, shaw you, uh sweatshirt you got on. Where can I get one? Like, I I only can talk about my conversation of what I can see. Stocks are almost like the cloud, (laughs) the iPhone cloud. It's it's just there. It happens. So until you introduce that to people, they're not going to know. So I don't think we're going to be able to change our mindset until we become very, very focused about changing the conversation around investing. Um, So. (sighs) So I have a couple of points.
0: (laughs) I have a couple of points. And one, I just feel like that's the purpose of this conversation. So that, um, you know, you can no longer say, I did not know. And then it becomes a choice because unfortunately, no, we're not gonna always have people um, in our circle or in our space to say something. But the first time you hear something different, Do you take the accountability and responsibility to say, I I don't know what that is, but I need to go figure out what's going on and what that is. Um, And we can't, we're no longer, we were never in the space, but especially now we can't afford to not do it. We can't afford to not put ourselves in position, not put ourselves in spaces. It's way too many resources to keep saying, Well, I just didn't know. It's way too many people on YouTube. It's way too many people on Facebook or whatever avenue people use. It's way too much to keep saying I just didn't know. And sometimes it's just starting. Like I like I said, I don't know. And and I have been in a semi-privileged position to have people around me that already that can give me a guide. Now I don't always listen. Let me be very clear. I do not always listen, but just starting $10, $20 and then seeing what that does for you can change your mindset, but you have to want to do it. Um, you know, I can tell like, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus for but, <laughs> but I, I did, I stayed with Freely for like two months and Freely had a brokerage account and he had money in it. And we had a brief conversation. I was like, well, I'll show you how to do it. And, it pissed my soul off when I asked him about it and he was like, I cashed it out. And I was like, why the hell would you do that? And he was like, well, I didn't know what the money was. So I was like, I, I was gonna talk to you about it. But it's just those little, there's nothing, you know, to say about frilly in a bad way. It's just saying that those are the type of things that we do as a community. And we like to rely on the, well, I didn't know what it was. When you have somebody, even if it's just saying, hey, I want to learn about investments. So let's, can we go to a library? There is literacy council. Like, there's so many resources for us. And so the purpose of us even having this conversation is, if in your environment, this is not even a thought, today it is.
2: Yeah, but I and I think, and I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to bear my things out because <laughs> we're the generation who has the opportunity to shift the trajectory of those who come after us. Right. And one of those things was, if you, and this is my, and Milton, you can pop in here. If you are poor, I don't think you should be investing. Like, you don't have, enough. that's my, listen, that's my, that's my like thought because you, when you, there are people who not even have the opportunity, they're not working enough to live paycheck to paycheck. Right. Right. I I, remember, so, I, say, I I just want to say, I just want
0: to say, I give that disclaimer when we first started that if you're not in position to be yeah. red in your budget, then this is not, you know, you're, you're not in position to talk about investments yet because you got to figure out how your money works and how to even grow it that way. So I do want to say that we did give that disclaimer because I don't want to uh, unacknowledge that there are certain situations in past for people that does not put them in position yet to do certain things. But we also cannot um, excuse the fact that there sometimes it's just this week, Instead, I may not have an excess or be able to save $500, but I'm not gonna sit here and pretend like I didn't spend $40 this week going to the drive through every day. And half of that $40 could have been your start that $20 into the S&P 500 or something else. So there are pockets that we can find it because we find them all the time. Whether it is, I haven't been nowhere all year, let me go to the concert. Well, guess what news check bitch, you can't afford this concert because you're trying to grow financially. And that's just, and sometimes we got to get those ju- those gut checks and those reality checks and but we're always trying to enjoy luxuries because but we're not in position we're not.
2: But Instagram people is on you know, Instagram taking I, these trips, they styling their profiling, and I'm not. They
0: is, on fire. <laughs> is you know. robbing stealing. <laughs> Going <laughs> on those trips, living these fa- these false realities, and we're absorbing it. And unfortunately, our kids and the generation they're absorbing it and thinking that this is reality, and it's not because some of those people are scammers. Like, what was the 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 twins? They were scamming. They got all kind of surgeries, the Claremont twins, mm-hmm. and come to find out, you know, one of their scams died, and they stole his credit cards, and she went to prison. But people are idolizing this. Oh, you got bags. You're going on trips and blah blah, and that's what we're consuming. But we have to. We have a responsibility to separate that and say something before we allow it to keep growing. You have something to say?
1: Yeah, a lot to say. I disagree with all that. <laughs> Everything that was said. No, no, I know. People out there don't listen. So let's talk about being poor and not being able to invest. You're a perfect candidate for investment. $25. $25 a check if you got paid by weekly. 30 years, $192,000, 25 bucks, 30 years in the S&P 500, historically, what it has done, you don't need a lot of money. So stop trying to, oh, I got to wait till I get on. No, put that $5 that you were going to Burger King with or whatever the new place is, Starbucks, and put it into the S&P 500 like stop thinking you can't i'm tired of the the mindset of i can't i can't i need to wait no oh you're not ready yet you ready you ready right now go get a brokerage account and put that five bucks into something and let me tell you about millennials you guys changed the game when i was coming up it was seven dollars in seven dollars out so let me explain what that is i buy starbucks or i buy the s p seven dollars I sell SP $7, commission. You guys change the game, zero commission, no excuse. You can buy fractional shares. You don't have to pay for it if the stock is $500. You don't have to put 500, you can put two bucks and cost you zero, no excuse. I've done it. No excuse. So you don't have to be rich. Start putting that Starbucks money, those Smoothie Kings, the,
2: the
1: Chipotle. Your nail
2: money. Nail money. Wig money. Put it in to the s Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> Y'all getting, this is a one hundred and one conversation today. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all jumping people too far, too quick. Now, listen here. We gotta, and I reason it, cause I'm keep it 100. Cause I'm, I'm gonna tell you what hit, these are the arguments and so it's good that you can provide that counter because when people go to start doing these things and they listen to our podcast, they're here Milton, say no no, take that five dollars, put it to the side. Because it's the same thing. Like when I look at your five steps, you need to accomplish level one to move to step two. Right. Is that is that how we're set up? Yes. Absolutely.
1: Breaking down walls.
2: So but you can't I don't think you
3: can start like when you <laughs> so it was so many points that it was just they were just flowing um but it's hard to say that as a poor person so one the access like says. so let's start about here um and knowing like just because you hear about it now means you should start hearing now some people are not lifelong learners some people or just learners period but understanding that, because where we start from with Milton, the s and I don't, ETFs, those are, when he said that, that was Japanese to me. But when I type in ETF, you know, we have to break those things down and figure out where to start from there. So there are some people who just do not understand where to start from. So the conversation, where you hear it determines where you pick it up at. That's one thing. Consumerism. Um, shifting the change around how do I know what is going to, let's say, sell or go. That's another thing. And then three, most poor people (laughs) can't see past tomorrow. So to say, I'm going to take this $25 and let it sit for 30 years as a millennial. That is torture because we are no longer in the space where we do anything for 30 years, right? Um, Because that's how originally, history, lesson. our parents were going in because they were told, you go somewhere, you work for 30 years, you get a pension. What hopefully millennials have showed you and COVID has showed you is that when we are not treated right, we can leave. So the option to flow and go and be able to land on our feet is always there because like Milton said, we're natural born hustlers. So knowing where to pick up and go. So I don't think that as a poor person, you, that I think that's where we change a little bit because poor people don't see past tomorrow. So they can't see to not have something that they need today that they'll get it back in 30 years. I think that's all. So
0: are you saying that someone who may be at an economic disadvantage and they somehow find 70 90 dollars to go to Carolyn's today they are unable to say instead of me spending this on this day of fulfillment let me put this in something that will bring me out of the hole that i'm currently experiencing and then to kind of counter your other point that's where, where we're talking about fundamental changes, because I, we can't afford to keep saying these things that we've been saying for 30 years. We can't. We can't afford to keep saying like we understand that we're at a disadvantage we understand the history of banks we understand what happened in Tulsa Oklahoma we understand what happened with slavery Jim Crow and all those things now we have those understandings what are we going to do to change it and it has to start mentally we have to stop talking about what happened we, we understand it and we know how to move with that but how do we change it and to have been poor and basically almost homeless I do know that yes, yeah, sometimes you cannot see beyond the day because you got to choose between deodorant and gas or whatever, but there becomes a day where you do have an additional $10 and you have to make a decision. What do you do with that? And to say, we can't afford to wait 30 years. Well, if you spend that today in 30 years, you're still going to be in the same spot. So we can't afford not to wait for 30 years.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what keeping 100 is all about, right? Think through it. It's how do i find that ten dollars twenty five dollars what adjustments do i need to make so that's why i love the order of the steps is it's going to help you find that 10 25 now that i find it and made that adjustment now don't open a savings account let's open a brokerage account let's get with it right so that's what i'm that's what i'm focusing on now is just like how do we move it and what do we put that money into instead of putting that money into nikes and jordans and purses and nails and So how do we do that, right? Keep it 100 first, move step two, credit credit score, real estate, invest in passive income. This is the steps. These are the walls that we gotta break down. This is the fundamental change.
0: And then also one of the things that, and and I I don't wanna say poor people, but people who don't have or lack on a daily basis throughout the year, We we come into money, whether it's tax returns or the recent stimulus checks. And most of the time, those things I have seen personally, they take the opportunity or we take the opportunity to say, well, we haven't been able to do anything all year we're going to buy this TV I'm gonna go to Disney World things that we can't normally afford to do or we ball out for Christmas so and because we know that there's a huge a bigger tax break child credit whatever the situation is especially for people in disadvantaged situations who make less than a poverty level we do have access to additional funds at least twice a year or once a year be it tax return this new stimulus thing so money does become available at some point now some people have things they're trying to get caught up but let's be honest we start seeing wigs there's a running joke on the internet we're gonna see them 30-day tags gonna disappear after may we see all these things happen so then we have the opportunity to say well this year I'm going to take a thousand dollars I had a cousin who had two children was left destitute by her husband and she took the year that she received ten thousand dollars in a tax refund to buy real estate which she did not have the opportunity because she was not being paid as much, but she used that opportunity to build her credit. She used that opportunity to say, this is my down payment. I am going to qualify using my credit in budgeting to get a house to help propel me and so that my children don't have to deal with the situation. It was by no means. I mean, and, and was asking money, robbing Peter to pay Paul and all those things. So those things, they, they do happen for some people. Now we're not negating not being able to buy a loaf of bread and saying, do I take this $5 for bread and put it in brokerage or do I take this $5 and buy the actual bread? Absolutely not. You need to do what's necessary in that moment. But there are opportunities created for us at times that does give you the opportunity to make a better
3: or a different decision if you have the information. Yeah. Right. I totally under. Agree. Totally, agree. totally agree. But let's not... Um, so... We are, I think, what I notice is once we get to a certain point um, and we've made it out of our situations of not having, we can then look back and say, well, what are you doing with this? And what are you doing with that? And oh, people are getting stimulus, people are getting refund checks, etc. cetera, right? We get to count on what people have because, oh, you didn't have. Now, to be, to be very transparent, there are some people who got that stimulus and it was almost as if it didn't happen because they had to catch stuff up. And it was it was almost like a slap in the face. Like the first six months, we were in a pandemic for six months and people lost their jobs and they got $1,400. And the rent man said, all right. And the light bill man said, we gonna, we gonna waive it, but we gonna put it on the back. So some people really did not get to have anything that's one right but we're not negating
0: we're not negating that and I made that caveat that if that's the situation that you're in at no point should you be doing that so I'm not in no way negating that there are situations where you are so far deep in the hole any extra is a day for you So we're not getting that we're talking about where that is not completely your situation. And there are access to funds that do come available to you. And instead of making a better decision, if you have the
3: knowledge is being tricked off on other things in your life. Right. But the caveat in that point was when Milton. So for a person who let's just put my poor hat on for a second. When Milton made the comment of when you're poor, this is the perfect time. For you to invest, there was not a caveat to say you're poor, but you have an access of funds. Poor is poor, not access, but poor. This is the perfect time for you to invest. I'm saying from that lens, from that statement, a person hearing that cannot see past tomorrow. There is no access of funds. There is no extra for me to do so. So I just wanted to speak to that to say, hey, you know, that's not not the one-off, not the extras. I mean, like down bottom does not have it for. Not the I'm playing for it, but I'm still getting all these excess benefits, etc. So I don't
0: I don't know if it's a and and I don't I want to keep going in a circle. I don't think it's a situation where you can play for I mean if you have it you have it. If you don't you don't so just to give you my personal experience, you know, and not having and having to make those decisions. And there came a point where I did receive eight thousand dollars in tax refunds and I cho- I needed to make a decision between, you know, making sure that I get my credit situation caught up because I don't even have a home at this point. And then having to say, what do I do next? Because there's still extra there. Those situations happen and they happen every year. I'm not, we're no way speaking to someone who just does not have it. And that $8,000 is going to catching up on a $6,000 behind mortgage payment, catching up on school, catching up on car payments so your car don't get repossessed because you've been hiding. No way are we speaking to that. We're speaking to when that is not, all the way your situation but you do not have extra funds all the time and but we do find them whether for this month I'm gonna go treat myself I'm gonna go get my nails done those things happen instead of saying I'm gonna go get my nails done say I'm gonna take this opportunity to take that $40 because nails ain't $20 no more to say I'm gonna open this brokerage account or I have an extra $200 I'm gonna go get my hair done I haven't done that in months instead of doing that putting that in something else not someone who is all the way in poverty and they cannot do anything else. Not speaking to that at all.
1: Yeah, it's just funny how we we as people always have this conversation. I don't want to discredit someone going through that situation because I've been through it. I've seen my family go through it. So I'm the first to understand it. It's just amazing to me how we have these conversations. So I'm all about numbers, right? How in the world are we the biggest consumer out of all the races? But we broke and we broke. I'm not saying that those situations don't exist. Let's just set that aside for a minute and let's just solely look at the numbers. How are we the biggest consumer? Where are we getting this broke money from? So what I'm saying is I'm speaking to that number and that number only so much of that money is being consumed. Let's start thinking about putting it in to something that can grow instead of consuming. And and that's where I'm trying to go.
2: Yeah. I think that's a really good and you know, we've been throwing around this term about poor and whatever. And so I decided so let me look up middle class income, upper middle class income, because don't be let's be clear about what um poor is. I still consider myself to be poor based on the Pew Research Center. I'm, a, I'm in the middle income, but the way they put these numbers together <clears throat> never makes sense to me. So the Pew Research Center says a low income group is uh, people who make $40,000 and $100 less. Middle income starts at $41,000 to $120,000 and then your upper income if you earn more than $120,400. And so, but then you have to add in all these different nuances, right? If I'm a single man making a middle-class income with no dog, no family, I don't have to provide for other people's well-beings, I have a master's degree and certain things put you in different income levels. And... So think about me. I'm just thinking about myself. I don't feel like I have money to invest, right? Because I feel like I have things that I want to do and recently I've been toying or warring with myself about well, if I die, who's going to be here to spend this money? <laughs> it's like I need to I need to cash out and live for to live for today. <laughs> um, but I know that's not wise because I do have goals. I have things that I want to accomplish. And while I'm here, if I want to accomplish those things, I have to start making different decisions about the money I do have and where it goes. Um, and one of the biggest things when I started, I started down the road, I think at the same time that Kelsey did with this life insurance stuff. And I was like, I let that, sh- I let it lapse because I'm like, I'm alive. I don't need to be worrying about that not smart but where I was mentally was yeah that's another bill and I could be using that money to do this this and this and so now when I'm in a position in a different mindset now that COVID has hit I'm like oh you could have been at this point in your life had you stuck with this and seeing this as something that is an investment and I think that might be the the uh the key is that we don't really understand what an investment is because we're always paying a bill. And so even when I'm talking at work, I'm like, well, this is the investment that we're gonna make because it's gonna give me a return. Most times we're just paying a bill or we just seeing money go out and nothing ever coming back in? So when I started switching my mindset to say, okay, I'm going to make this investment because it's going to get me this, 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 and this, I'm able to say, okay, my money can do more for me than just leave. And I look at my my credit card or my bank statements and see, oh, okay, this is where my money <laughs> has really, really gone. And the other point I want to make is it's about accountability. You know, we don't want to be accountable. That's one of the reasons why Milton, I still haven't scheduled a call with Milton because I already know that he going to be up my ass and I'm going to have to be accountable about the money I make and what I do with my money. And if I'm going to listen to what somebody else has to say. And I think that's one of the critical things is that when you look around the people who are around you and all y'all in the same situation, you can't take money advice from them. You got to listen to somebody who is actively achieving or is in a place where you want to be so this is i am going to schedule my call with milton because i know (laughs) that left to my own devices i'm gonna just throw it in the bag i'm gonna be on amazon ordering stuff because i love to see you know tracking notifications pop up like it's just certain things that we do that are these habits that I have to put on to show up in the world where nobody really gives a flying flip about most of these things.
0: Well, oh, um, I will say yeah. this is a super level of accountability because Ferrelli has had Milton's contact information for probably over a year. Yeah, about two years. If not, two years. And every time, hey, Ferrelli, have you called for Milton? No, not yet. Yeah. So now you're saying it here for everybody to see. and We are gonna see how, let's make a smart goal.
2: Uh,
1: let's make this time bound <laughs> so, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> so what's the hesitation with millennials like to start these steps like why do you guys think
2: it's so difficult because
1: not to not to pick on the
2: hesitation I'll say for me, It's the lack of education. When you know better, you can do better. Um, And sometimes you think you're doing, if you're doing better than what you were doing three years ago, then that is acceptable. And I think the only, you can only strive towards what you want. And so a lot of times we're striving for things that are not really achievable. So as a person right now, I want, uh, like I was talking to Kelsey and her husband about a Tesla. And then we started talking <laughs> about the numbers. <laughs> and I was like, bitch, you can't afford no Tesla. But you look at the payments and it's like, okay, it's about $900. How can, what can I, hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what can I do to get what I want? Because I need people to think that I drive a Tesla. And what does that mean, right? And for millennials, it's symbolism. You know, we're, we're doing the things that we never saw somebody else do. And we have the ability because either we're more educated, we have more access, access to information to make better decisions and position ourselves. But a lot of times we're working with outdated information, information that's just completely wrong. And so there's still this thing of mistrust is like, well, I'm going to just do what I've been doing because I know this system. I know how to survive with what I have. And I'm going to be OK with that. And I, I, I want to, um because I, I do get a little excited. I, so
3: FY, old ass lady here, I don't like to shop online, but I do get a high of when I get a tracker notification, like, yes, something's coming to the house. But when it comes <laughs> to clothes, because of when my body is changing after a baby, I want to touch and feel stuff because then I, if I got to trade it out, whatever. Sorry, a bird flew by situation right there, right? <laughs> um, But just, with our similar with millennials the hesitancy is in what we see right but i think the real question is how to attain and maintain things right so consumerism they sell to us being able to get it but not keeping it and that's where millennials that's that was my life hack like i can get a tesla but can i keep it so quick story um When learning economics, my dad tried to teach it to me the best way he learned through trial and error. And when I first, he would get me a car, he was like, when you get a car, you never get a car that you cannot afford the maintenance on. Something as simple as brakes. I wanted a Volvo. He was like, well, I mean a Volkswagen. He was like, well, I'm not gonna let you get a Volkswagen because if the brakes go out, you you can't afford to get it fixed. Therefore, it's almost like you don't have a car. So when we see people who are getting driving the Teslas, having the Louis bags, a lot of these people have been sponsored or bought them through business accounts where it's not their actual money, but they have it. And they sell us the dream of you can have it too by way of this affirmed situation or whatever it is that keeps us in a topic cer- toxic circle. So again, our thought process, we always have to think about Um, what's the underlying goal for us? So I think that's the hesitancy with millennials because we can always, we can attain it, but can we maintain it? That is our, like, we have to think those uh, steps ahead opposed to our counterparts who are given the cheat code to say, you can drive a G-Wagon because everyone puts that, let's just say that's your dream car. That's a $150,000 car. The minute you drive it off the lot, it has depreciated so bad that you're not going to get that $150,000. That should you trade it in um but i think what we have not learned was how to create loopholes to attain and maintain the things that we want so i think that's the hesitancy
0: okay so um so we're winding down on time and we still have one last topic to hit which was um the passive income portion of it um and the misconception of Getting a good job, which we kind of touched on with Black Tax, um, and the importance of having pa- um, passive income and passive income that we can actually pass down. So, Milton, if you could touch on that. Yep.
1: Yeah. So, before I go into passive income, I wanted to comment on something that was said. So, it's amazing to me just to listen. So, as I listened to Pirelli and Tesla talk, um, but first, what I kept hearing was first, what I'm going to make an investment in when I get back home. I'm buying Amazon because I kept hearing about tracking. (laughs) So I'm saying, I just listen and i try to figure out where I want to go. But the thing that I want to talk about is that it's just so interesting around the things that we want in terms of an asset. It's always decreasing value, like a car. You buy the car, which is why I don't have any cars. Like I, I don't want any cars on my spreadsheet at all because they go down in value. Why is it not attractive to have assets that go up. Like, just like that car, why is it not attractive for the guy who's holding a wad of money in his ear? Why is it not attractive to hold a phone with the brokerage account showing all the stocks he got? So, same concept, I can still show off, but I'm showing off with an asset or show the number of homes I got instead of the number of shoes and Jordans I got on the rack that's looking all nice, like I own Foot Locker, but I'm just a consumer. So, I just, It's not sexy, it seems like, to have assets that go up. It seems like it's unattractive to have those things, but it's attractive to have the things that go down in value. I just find that interesting, um, just listening to the conversation. But in terms of passive income, I'll tell you a story. Um, Coming from Rayford, North Carolina, all I wanted to do was be successful. And I thought what success was, was get a great job and move up. And then I'm Mr. Successful and I can retire. I always thought that was the goal and that's all I lived to do. Until I started to understand that that's not really what you should be doing. Because when you think about it and you guys touched on it, the 2008 crash and all that, it all came with layoffs, COVID layoffs. So you start to think about income, it's all dependent on a company. If that company doesn't like you anymore, your income's done. So that's when I started thinking, no, the gold is not moving up. The gold is how can I turn my money into passive income? And so it's a it's deep, but I'm gonna try to stay high level, right? So essentially, what it is is how do I create money with my money, and it comes in every month just like a check, right? So I challenged my sister with this. Um, it's a it's a security out there called QYLD. That's the ticker. And that ticker, it, um, it, they have an ETF that has a strategy called Cover Calls, which I don't want to get into right now. I just want to talk about it for a little bit, how it works. So essentially, you put money into it. Now, it's not going to grow. I want you to understand there's a difference. Uh, stocks grow. Your money will grow. Income doesn't grow. Income pays. So you're not going to, you know, you put $100,000 in it. It's not going to be $200,000 probably gonna be a hundred thousand, hundred and five thousand, maybe, maybe even ninety-five thousand. But what it does is it'll generate a thousand dollars a month on a hundred grand every month for the rest of your life. Nobody can take it from you. Historically. Now it goes up and down. I'm just giving you some some um average numbers, right?
0: So I give you the real number, I only bought like five pieces of it, five shares of it. So I get like a dollar and eighty cents a month. Like that's my
1: Yeah, so what I told my sister is like, let's think of small. And I only wanted to buy a little bit because right now she should be in growth. She should be in stocks and growth. But I wanted her to see the dollar. And what I wanted to do was talk to her about the dollar. The crash can't stop the dollar. The, The boss can't stop the dollar if they lay you off. The dollar will come every month. And so when I started thinking about that, that's how you become wealthy. You're not rich. But how can I take my expenses from Keep It 100 and and develop enough passive income where I don't have to work? Those expenses are paid no matter what. And so what I talk about in terms of passive income is how to create it and what we need to do to get it. Because we don't have a core. We We don't have 50 cent on average in passive income. So I really want a lot of conversation around that. But it's too much in this segment. But just start Googling passive income and start thinking through that. Again, you guys are so young. You need to be growing your money, but you also need to be understanding. I need some passive income that don't go away. And just a little bit more on passive. When we retire heard Kelsey say that, we retire with pensions, social security, and annuities. And let me tell you about that. some might say that's passive milk i don't have to work for social security i don't have to work for pension i don't have to work for an annuity that gives me a payment every month but guess what happens when you die no payment so you're not able to create legacy because you have income that disappears when you die so what did you just create all that hard work i've seen it i've gone you know I've, i've worked with several people i've seen people come in several hundred thousand dollars that's going to disappear when they die disappear gone so in terms of passive income is how can we create it and how can we keep it for our kids forever that dollar you know that's going to messiah for the rest of his life so that's powerful when you talk about i have something that can't be taken away from me and so that's the last piece to when you get there and now you're wealthy you're not rich but you're wealthy
2: yeah, I think in, a, in another episode we have you back because there's always a focus on married folks and people with families, mm-hmm. but you know the single willy who probably might be that way for a while, you know needs to also understand, and that's sometimes my challenge is who who's going to get this because there's not many people I want to leave anything to. Me? I mean, we might we might be in the cottage, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like I don't have a, a legacy like what y'all would think about as who am I. I'm doing something for somebody else.
3: You do. You have Kyla. You have
0: Kyla to think about. You, know, you never know. One day, you know, Trey, your brother, and, and Ashley may, you know, pop something out and, you know, you want to be the good uncle. Um, I know Milton Light like for and we're going to wrap this up. Um, one of the ways that you are teaching um Sidney and Solomon about passive income um you had them write a book
1: right mm-hmm. um I had them write a book you guys can get it on Amazon Charlie's Mystery Move. um and what I wanted to show them in the book first of all I wanted to show them this is something you can do while you're not doing anything it was during COVID so the first thing I wanted to show them is like when something happens it doesn't mean you can't capitalize on it and the second thing I wanted to be able to show them is that now you have passive income. If somebody, when you're 45, decides to pick up Charlie's Mystery Move on Amazon, you know, as I keep saying, it on, Amazon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you it on Amazon,
1: so if it, that's you know, the book is about $12, and in there are maybe five bucks. That's five bucks you get doing nothing. You're walking around the mall, hanging out with your kids or your friends or whatever, and boom, five bucks goes into your right so now i don't have to do anything so we have to start thinking about how we can create income that we don't have to do anything for you know so i think that's big and not only that showing people behind us how to do it
0: so i think this has been um really good and productive conversation and i think with the um your five cores of budget, credit, real estate, investing or investments and passive income. Um, you left a lot for people to digest and to think about. And we certainly want to have you back. Um, what are a key, some key points that you wanna leave us off with before we end?
1: So a couple of things I wanna say just at a high level, stop renting, no savings accounts, open the brokerage account <laughs> and think of, start thinking about passive income. If you start doing those things, I think you'd be great. You can contact me at um, BreakingDownWalls2021 at Gmail um, to get the spreadsheet. Um, I'm charging around $5 for the spreadsheet. And I'm only, I wanted it to be free, but you know what, I, I, I was talking to my sister. She said, you know what, why don't you make it an investment? Like this is your first investment into your life. And so she said, charge. And what I'll do with the proceeds is, um, Immediately put it into my kids' brokerage account and buy some Amazon stock with it. I think that's what what I'm gonna do. So, so, you know, reach me at that email to get this. And, and guys, let's start right now. This is the first step of your life. And you hear this podcast, just reach out to me. And I love my wife will tell you I love working with people. I love doing this. I'm not a financial advisor, but I've been through 25, 30 years. Of, of this thing, and so I think I got a handle on it now, given all my mistakes and some of my successes. So please reach out and um, let's let's get started.
0: Great. Um, So again, guys, you can reach Milton at BreakingDownWalls2021 at Gmail. Um, He is also actively taking in clients because helping especially married couples and singles um, propel in financial literacy and making sure that you get to the place that you need to be. He loves to do that. So even if you are not looking to immediately purchase um, the spreadsheet, he he loves to have the conversation and set up meetings with you. So please take advantage of this resource um you know we love having these conversations with you family and we want to continue having these so if you have any thoughts questions or ideas of things that you would like for us to talk about and you would like to see in the future you can always reach us um through social media or through email at we probably right at gmail.com and thank you as, as always we are probably, probably. right guys <laughs> we'll see you next time Hey, family, it's Kendra Rochelle here. Join us every week on We Probably Right, where we talk that talk about everything you ever thought but didn't say. Do me a favor. Like us, follow us, subscribe to us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and Google. Because, baby, we're everywhere you want to be just like Visa.